Hello, and welcome to the Stop Devaluation Podcast. I'm your host and founder of the Stop Devaluation Movement, Melody Hilton. The heart of this movement is to see the value in all of humanity and live courageous lifestyles of using our power for good instead of harm. We can affect change by choosing validation over judgment, and I hope you'll take your place and make a positive impact in this world. Hi, welcome to my story. And I'd love to introduce you to Elizabeth Fords. Uh, she is in the education system. Uh, she's a guidance counselor in the public school system. And sometimes when we look at a very successful woman's life, we just can't picture her ever having any battles, struggles, insecurities, ever feeling like I'm not good enough or uh, experiencing injustice or experiencing any form of devaluation or dehumanization. And, um, but guess what? We all have faced things that tried to shut us up or shut us down. And uh, so Elizabeth, I'd love for you to tell me your story. All right. Well, I'll start first. Um, I'm one of 11, so I have 10 siblings. And you can imagine, my parents are great parents, um, and you can imagine being in a household with 10 other siblings, sometimes you feel like the one that's not seen. Um, being a middle child, um, the exact middle, five older, five younger. Wow. Um, sometimes you can you know, feel like that, even though it wasn't um, exactly what was going on in the household, you can feel like that. You can take on that, that I'm not the one being seen. Um, and so that started early on and I kind of kept that perception even though it wasn't reality. It was something that I kind of perceived what was going on. Um, and like I said, my parents were excellent. They took time for each and every one of us, but it was just those little incidents that kept building on that um, particular perception regarding myself. Um, and then as kind of as life went um, throughout the years, um, I encountered injustice as far as people making comments because um, I was tall, skinny. Um, and so oftentimes kids will say, you know, Lizzie long legs, those type of yeah. comments that I didn't like, you know. And so that kind of started the image with me and um, starting to have that perception that I didn't really care for the way that I looked. And so as the years went on in ninth grade, my father passed away from a heart attack. And so my father throughout the years kind of built that foundation within us, mm -hmm. calling us beautiful, those type of things. And then that absence with him took on like rejection, abandonment because of not hearing those words, those, um, you know, comments that would make us feel, you know, like yeah, we were yeah. that. Um, and so I remember starting to take on that false identity, not, not, liking who I was, not liking um, how I looked, um, and just not really liking just anything about myself. Um, and also in high school, 11th grade year, I was sexually assaulted, mm -hmm. which created even more um, such a, I just didn't like myself, you know, I didn't, um, it just created more of that sense, you know, it was kind of like a building on of just not caring too much about myself. And, um, and I remember even in high school, having thoughts of not wanting to live. Um, wanting to commit suicide and um, just taking on that reality that it wasn't worth living for any longer. Because um, the one that really cared about my father was gone. Um, I love my mom too, but it's just something about a father's yeah. impartation is so different than a mother's. Um, and so having that loss and then all those image, you know, issues that I kind of had going on, I really didn't want to be here any longer. And I remember just um, thinking about it, crying into my pillow, just not 
thinking life was worth living. Um, and so that was like the biggest part of a lot of my life, just that not liking myself. Um, and I know many have experienced that where you just don't like things about yourself or things may have happened to you that just wasn't right, but it created a perception about yourself that's not true. And so for me, it was just not wanting to be here and not liking what my life was or even who I had become. When we don't see value in ourselves, it causes emotional suffering. Yes. And then the more we rehearse that, the more we suffer and the more we hurt and the more we believe lies because it's not the reality. Right. You are beautiful. You are intelligent. You. All those things <laughs> that was there then. And but it's not the reality. It's our perception of reality that shapes what we believe. Right. Right. And um, you know, it just breaks my heart to see how you believe those things. And we know so many uh, can relate and right. connect to with what you're saying because life really has not been fair for any of us. Right, right. And I know for me, I was really angry. Like okay. I was really, it really, I was really angry and bitter. Um, and I was just, you know, a lot of people didn't see that part because I hit it very well, oh. you know, but I, inside I didn't like myself. And so that created, you know, just anger within myself and <clears throat> sports was kind of like my outlet. So running, running feet to the pavement was like my outlet for anger. But oftentimes, you know, when I left, I was so hard on myself. Like, this is why, you know, you're like this. This is why you don't like who you are. Anything that happened throughout the day, any negative thing that happened, it just fueled that fire of just hatred toward myself. So your anger was more projected towards yourself yes. rather than others. Yes. I hit it very well. Most people thought I was happy, you know, I was somewhat outgoing. I'm more introvert, but sports, those type of things made me a little more outgoing. Um, but yes, the anger is towards myself. So oftentimes people will do that where the anger is projected towards themselves, not outwardly. And so oftentimes you kind of can miss those um, cues that someone's really angry with themselves, don't really like themselves because they might not portray that. Um, and they may hide it like I did. Like teachers didn't know, family didn't know, but I knew because that was my inner thoughts and the, that was speaking louder than what anybody else was saying towards me. Wow. And look, something had to begin to change and turn because now you're not just a professional woman. You are, are married, have an amazing husband. You have three beautiful yes. little girls and your life has turned. What were the beginnings of you beginning to see your value and your worth? Were there individuals in your life that began to speak into you? What What were the things that began to bring a turnaround? Well, definitely um, my guidance counselor. That was one of the reasons why I became one oh. um, was because she, she was very nice. Um, she saw me, <laughs> you know, and there was times that she would just let, allow me to come in her office and just talk about wow. what was going on. And so I had developed a trust with her. Um, and then around that same time is when she started the grief group that I was a part of. And so I was able to express some of the anger that I was feeling about my father passing away, as well as things I disliked about myself or characteristics I disliked about myself. And so it kind of changed my perspective um, as far as seeing some of my dad's character within myself and being able to kind of lean on those things. Um, and then also teachers um, that kind of just imparted within me, um, just took time to talk and listen Built, built great relationships. Um, just the compliments, the validation that was given, I think started 
that turning point as well. Um, I think maturity, as you're getting older, you start, um, and as you begin to experiment with different things as far as like your um, future, what you wanna pursue. Uh, my passion was teaching at first, so that's what I pursued. And so hearing the compliments, oh, you're doing a good job, and you know, those um, affirmations, encouragements, that's kind of what started rebuilding that foundation that I kind of created within myself that I am good at this, that I am, you know, here obviously for this reason. Isn't that amazing that when there was someone that cared enough to see your value and make investment into you, sacrifice for you, treat you as if you are valuable, how it began to shift and change the way you perceived yourself. Yes. It's like when that truth came in, the, the true reality of the beauty that you carry began to be revealed to you and you began to believe that. How did that begin to affect you emotionally? So I think it started building um, more of a just self-love. Um, I think hearing the words, you can do this, this, you know, you're such a natural at this, those type of words begin to say, okay, start to shape my thoughts. Okay. I, Maybe this is what I'm created for. Um, and so I think those words just kind of started just hearing them. Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes when we, um, when we hear words like that, it can start saying, you know, start shaping something different within us. And it probably built courage in you when you found out, oh, I do do this good. Right. And it gave you courage to pursue something else and advance and right. increase and multiply in the skills and the abilities and the, you know, the education you had to receive right. uh, to even be where you're at now. Right. And so, okay, so look at the journey where, where you didn't value yourself. I mean, just how you suffered. And then when you began to have someone value you enough, it began to bring healing. And now, what do you do? Well, I'm a school counselor. Um, so I work with a lot of students that feel the same way that I felt, um, not valuing life, not thinking that their life is important, um, suffering traumas or life change, altering um, situations or changes within their life, um, which is all of what I experienced throughout my years um, leading up to the high school years. Um, so being able to work with that same population, the same group of children that may be experiencing something similar or trauma in general, which is a big word within schools now, is being trauma informed, knowing that kids encounter traumas at young ages and how as an educator, as a counselor, how we're able to then see the child, not necessarily the behavior as much as, um, as we have in the past. That is really beautiful. So now you have the amazing opportunity to be a generator of value in others. And that no matter what they've experienced, you can be that one speaking truth. Right. Well, isn't it amazing how our pain can become our purpose? Yes. And our battles can be that place of like an earned authority, an ability to lead others in a place that we were able to go because somebody cared enough about us. Right. Elizabeth, thank you so much for sharing your story. I truly value and honor you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining my story. I want to thank you for listening and encourage you to become a part of the Stop Devaluation Movement. Be sure to like and follow hashtag Stop Devaluation on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, 
and visit StopDevaluation.com for more information and free resources. You can help spread the movement by sharing with others, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and most of all, by living a courageous lifestyle of using your power for good. Go out and value someone today. Your life matters and you can make the world a better place. One word, one choice, one action of validation at a time.